Hello, and welcome to Divinely Speaking Unplugged. This is your host, Divine Sunshine. I have here with me renowned astrologist, K of K-Moon Astrology. And so welcome, welcome, welcome to the show, to the podcast. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's a treat to be able to chat. Yes, this has been a long time coming. <laughs> you just don't know. So I am so elated and on cloud nine that she's here. Uh, talking. I uh, listen to her all the time. She helps me a lot of times when I'm like, what's going on with the energies? I'm feeling like this way. Or I'm feeling a little wonky. Or I'm like, forget the twin flame. And I listen to her and that's like, okay, all right, then we can dig right back in there. Some of this stuff is the outside uh, planetary shifts. And that's what's going on. So that's why I'm feeling that way. So she's like my cheerleader in my head. <laughs> Thank you. I'm happy to be so. Thanks for having me as well. <laughs> You're welcome. So when I think of astrology for me, and I titled this show uh, Blueprint, astrology to me uh, helps one to kind of know as far as like what's the makeup and the identity of a person. What would you say your definition of astrology is? Blueprint's a great word. I okay. love that word for uh, the stars. It's really being able to get a peek inside of divine mind okay and understand the divine order of things and it can be especially useful in moments of crisis when we are having the experience of questioning you know god have you abandoned us god have mm -hmm. you forgotten me um none of this makes any sense and it hasn't now for months or years yes why have i been led to this place when you find that there is that struggle in faith what astrology gives us the chance to do is have that reminder that it is all in divine order mm -hmm. and that there is a divine purpose to all things if we are just able to understand what that is or take a look at what could be the purpose of what we're experiencing yeah why we were built the way we were built okay okay yeah and so that kind of explains why i say you're like my cheerleader in the head it kind of gives me clarity as to what path i'm on am i on the right track or do i need to kind of like a gps recalibrate <laughs> again and say maybe you need to choose another direction uh for something so that's why i love uh listening to her youtube channel uh as well so when you have that you only come out on the moon phases right I do work with the lunar cycles, okay. just punctuation marks in uh, the energy, so to speak. Not because I believe something special about the moon or anything like that. It's more so that's the workload I can handle. Okay, <laughs> so I understand. I, you know, I show up on the new and the full moon with an energy update. Okay. What got you? I've always wondered what attracted you. I can't remember the story of two astrology. Did it like it's like it did with me? Well, it's in my family. All my families are uh, psychic. Uh, and so again, I was like watching one day and then I was like, okay, you know what? I think I could do what they're doing. These tarots are reading the cards. So I'm going to create a YouTube channel, um, for that and start just sharing my gifts and building that way. What got you into, uh, doing this with the astrology? Um, you know, I had gone through a really difficult uh, year 
where it seemed that like everything in every area of life that could go wrong was going wrong. Mm -hmm. I went from crisis to crisis every 60 days Um, where it was, you know, one grandparent, you know, got sick and died. I found out I had uh, some tumors that needed to be removed. Another 60 days later, my thyroid broke. Another 60 days later, my boyfriend broke up with me. Another 60 days after that, the other grandparent died. Another 60 days after that, you know, I found out I owed, you know, $60,000 to the IRS. Another 60 days after that, it was like crisis to crisis. Okay. And I couldn't figure out what, um, like, why? Why had now all of a sudden everything in my life fallen apart, including the things that were seemingly either going well or not just going well, were, um, how do I put it, uh, just outside of my control. You know, like there, it's one thing if the things that you've got your hand on seem to fall apart, right? Mm-hmm. It's another thing when, you know, loved ones pass back to back to back. It's another thing. You can't control that. And right. there were all of these external factors or things connected to me, but I couldn't control and things that were in my control that I certainly could have done something about that were just all bubbling up at one time as crisis flashpoints. And so I was, you know, one of the things that had happened was my business took like a nosedive at that time. I wasn't working in this field at all. Okay. And I was living with my parents because I couldn't afford my rent. And I was trying desperately to turn things around. I had to give up my apartment. And I would work, you know, 10-hour days. And at night, just to take a load off, I would... I had this little app in my phone, and I would read all the different transiting energy just as a way of trying to understand a little bit better what is my life right now, like what is happening. And I remember looking up, uh, like I would see something in the long-term transits, because this went on for about a good year and a half. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I remember stumbling upon one, like I'd go through, I'd pick one transit, like it would be like, you know, transit Neptune conjunct, you know, this or that natal planet. And and then I would go over to Google and I would read every link on the first page of Google. I would click into it and I would read what that article had to say so I could understand what was happening. And I stumbled across a transit called Sati Sati, uh, Saturn transit moon. Mm-hmm. And I was it was like all the lights went on because none of the prayer, none of the Abraham Hicks, none of the Tony <laughs> Robbins, none of the manifestation, none of the Louise, like nothing I could put my mouth and mind to was fixing my issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and I remember, um, when I finally understood what Sadi Sati was about, that there was a lesson, the blueprint of my life had set me up to learn. Um, and that when I started to lean into that lesson and behave accordingly, make choices in alignment with that lesson, it was only then that the issues in my life seemed to relent and abate. 
It was only then that things started to get solved in the solvable areas of my life. And I felt like at that point, it was like God saying, okay, now she gets it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now, now, now we can help her move forward because now she is participating in what I have asked of her. Mm. Um, and so that was really beginning the beginning. And what was interesting about that time period is that it, I, you know, for me, it was more like a remembering. I didn't have to, you know, you can click on the links of the first page of Google for a lot of things and like, forget it all tomorrow. Mm -hmm, But for me, it was like, oh yeah, and oh yeah, and, and I, I would click and remember, click and remember, click and re- I never forgot it, and it was what set me up to be able to read for other people. Wow, yeah, and that's kind of almost similar. It's interesting. Out of pain, uh, <laughs> you get it leads you to where you need to go because that's the same thing way uh, with me and my channel. Uh, it was a uh, thing conflict going with my twin flame. He decided to make a serious commitment, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to help out other people that are in the same boat. We can't talk to anybody else. This is very to me in the twin flame journey is kind of like a lonely. You can only talk twin flame talk with twin flames because we understand the language and we understand what's going on and so that's the same thing uh that happened with me and I was like I'm going to create this channel I'm going to put out here what things I've learned that I could be able to share with uh the my listeners to help them to be able to proceed or we can share and swap tips or whatever like that so it can be able to help them further their cause or keep and motivate them to keep up uh, on with the journey. So that's interesting. It seems like, again, that's when we're led to go on what they call in the twin flame mission, our, uh, our journey, our mission, uh, what we're truly here to do. Uh, and that same thing with me. Also, I watch videos too. And I start seeing ladies doing the, the cars that with me, anybody have a conversation with me. Sometimes the next minute, I didn't forgot what you said, <laughs> but with that, I'm like for you too, as well. It was like a thirst for, yeah, okay, this card means this. And when I see the pinnacles, it means this. Or in two, I don't do it like that. I do it through, uh, intuitively, uh, through reading cards. And so it was like a nice validation, um, that saying, and it, it was like it imprinted on my heart, you know, the things that I was learning. And so that's, I guess, in some ways, it's a confirmation from hearing your story again. That's when you know you got it, when it looks like it's just deeper. It's like a soul thirst that you have and it's being actually quenched by uh what is being presented to you and you're like yes aha this is actually it uh what that was so thank you for sharing that also as well about how you got into that uh too uh with you i've noticed i talk about my guys too as well and i'm mostly traditionally when you think about going to astrologist you just think that it's just astrology only but if you listen to her on her channel you hear her say my guide said my guide said which i think is very interesting because a lot of times you hear people say you know they read the chart or they read what's going on but you know it's most so it's intuitively or it's because of uh, scientifically they're putting the mathematical equations together um, for astrology, but you use your guys, which I think is very unique. Uh, how did that kind of get incorporated or you've always had your guides with you talking to you or how did that go about? Yeah, um, I've been clear audience since 2011. Okay. Um, 
Mm, and that's probably a different story for another time. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, if I were to give you the timeline of events, um, you know, they've been with me since about that time. And I would say like consciously, like in communication, I'm sure they've been with me since prior to that. Right. But, uh, then 2015, 14, 15, 16 was that period of time that I just mentioned. And then right after that was when I met my, uh, my twin, my divine counterpart. And so, you know, because they were kind of there when all this other stuff already went down, contextually, you know, this other stuff is like add on, whereas that relationship with them was the beginning more so. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think I've always been, I know I've always been a more spiritual person than religious. Okay. Um, One of my spiritual gifts is retrocognition. And I remember in, I grew up in Catholic schools. I remember in school, in religion class, reading text um, from, you know, our books and literally having the thought, you know, that's not the way that event went. It went like this, this, and this. And that's happened throughout my life um, with, you know, different, you know, history classes or social study classes, but specifically in religious classes. And it really wasn't until I did some past life regression work that I realized um, I spent one of my more significant lifetimes um, as a disciple with the teacher, as a student of the teacher. Mm-hmm. And in that lifetime, you know, it was that lifetime that I think really turned a corner for the course my soul has been on in all of its lifetime since. And so knowing that I have this very direct connection with Jesus from such an early period of time in my life, um, and not just period of time in my life, but, you know, a significant period of time in my soul's existence has made it such that, you know, my understanding of the supernatural, my understanding of that, you know, that exists without necessarily being incarnate, my direct connection to source, that preceded religious dogma for me. And, and it also clarified the experience of being completely, um, you know, different, set apart, a little outside of what other people consider uh, a normal human experience. So I guess that's the best way I can describe it. <laughs> it yeah, no, 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 I get it totally. As I'm listening to you, I was like, yeah, because I am also a teacher. I, I call it like Superman. Uh, Clark Kent was in the newspaper and then also he was super bad in my divinity. I'm also doing the channel, but then I'm also as in my real world as as Clark Kent or as Bertina, I am a teacher. And so I find myself also, um, even I teach social studies and history, and I find myself also like saying events, like especially if I talk about ancient civilizations, I'm saying things as if I'm also there. I didn't know that's the name of the of the term. Uh, what is it again? Give it to me one more time. See, I told you about my brain that when you're able, like you're actually there, you could be able to pull past events what's that what is it called again 
retrocognition. Okay, yeah. And so, yeah, that, that I can. And I'm like, wait, I wasn't back then in Greek times. How do I know this, that, that? And so that's why I have such a love and a thirst for, um, history is, uh, as well. And it's some things that I didn't know. So now thank you again that I've got an aha moment and I can claim what that is and why I know that. And I too do, um, past life regression um sessions too and uh, a lot of that stuff you know it bleeds through and you don't know how it's um doing that and you know you pull from it even in this lifetime um people don't know uh and i don't know why it is sometimes in the twin flame community there's a split about the past lies and the importance that it does play on this life um you know what is your take on that cuz it's 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 kind of like a debatable uh about that i think it's important i know very much so i know it's it's important cuz i wouldn't took up in that and do that work so what's your take on the past life hmm. Sue? my guides have revealed to me that it's going to be different for different people okay for some people you know blocks and manifesting the love in the third dimension for some people, those blocks have everything to do with their childhood or have everything to do with generational trauma and patterns. But for other people, they could be resolving all of that and or not have any of that. And what's happening as a block in their connection around love has everything to do with vows, decisions their soul has made in past times that, you know, this moment on earth, this timeline, this intersection in human history has brought together the right teachers, the right guides, the right healers to be able to help them finally get free from. And so, you know, I, my, one of my favorite stories um, that, you know, I, I see a lot of pastors will use in, you know, when their religious teaching is about the man who's drowning. I don't know if you've heard of this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> He's like, God, why don't you come help me? And, you know, somebody grows by in a boat and says, hey, I see you're drowning. You want to get in? And he says, no, no, I'm waiting for God. God told me he would be here and I have faith. My faith is absolute. God is going to save me. And the man says, okay. And then, you know, rows on by. And then God sends like a helicopter. Mm -hmm. No, no, God's going to save me. Okay. And then the third person comes by to help him. And then, you know, the man denies the help. And, no, God really is going to show up. I just need to keep my faith. The third person departs and then the man drowns. Once he stands face to face with God, you know, God says, you know, he says, God, my faith was absolute. I knew you would come. Why didn't you come? And God said, I sent you three humans. Like, what did you think was going like, wh what were you doing? Yeah, I came for you three times. And so when it comes to past life stuff like that, oftentimes, there's I think two things are true. One, we don't always have to know in order to receive the help that it is available for us for that healing in this lifetime at this moment. Mm -hmm. if we're here and there is something from a past life. We can also trust the right teacher, guide, healer has also been made available at this moment 
in our lives at this time on planet Earth for us to get what we need. And so it's really important, I feel like, and what I've been shown is to, if there is something from a past life and there's some healer, some teacher, some guide you've been called to, to work with, go get it. Go do it. That's God sending his help your way, number one. Number mm-hmm. two, for some people, it is necessary to go back in and look. Um, it is necessary to un- understand things contextually because only with the full context can we have compassion for that which uh, has been hurting us or blocking love? And my guides had showed me this year in my meditations walking into 2022 that forgiveness is a step, but compassion is what completes the karmic loop. Mm. Forgiveness is what makes the pain stop, but it's compassion that actually sets us free, that restores love. And so sometimes we can't get that compassion until we understand the full context of what was going on and all the dynamics. And it's only then that we're able to let that issue be liberated from our heart space so that it's no longer unconsciously impacting our perceptions and the way we see and choose things in the now moment with people. And so it's going to be different for different twins. Some twins really do have some past life stuff they need to work through. Some mm-hmm. have enough with the childhoods they got in this lifetime. <laughs> you just chew on that. There's enough meat on that bone. You do not need to go digging in past lives because that's just going to be a distraction. Right. But it's important to recognize that there is no one universal path for any set of twins. And anyone who's going to dictate to you that this this is what you must do and there's only one, that's noise. That's noise. You have your intuition for a reason. And part of the process is a return to your divine knowing, a, turn to, a return to your divinity templates. Trust what you've been shown for your connection. Yes, that's true. I always believe that it was a Plato's or Socrates that says that when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Uh, that's so very much so, especially on this journey. If, you know, spirit or source or whomever, uh, again, I call it the powers of beings, uh, want to direct you in a certain direction, they will bring the people that will be almost like bumpers on like a, a bowling alley. That's what they're showing me. And it's like, okay, no, you're going to go here to strike. So you're going in this direction. We're going to put this person here or this situation here. So that is definitely is one. I know also that what you're saying is true because it's a trend that's been going on, especially with me doing with my clients of uh, past life regression sessions. A lot of them are not going in the past. They're sticking right into this one because I always say for a relevant time and a relevant place and so the relevancy that's being shown is this life at first when I did I was like I'm doing something wrong they're supposed to be telling me if they're uh, Cleopatra or you know Nefertiti or something what's going on here but that is a definite trend that is going on now that they're staying in this lifetime I do have some that come in and we go all the way back but it's always a note of understanding that it's again it's what you need to answer that uh, intentions that we set 
for that session for now. And a lot of times here lately, it's been in this life, back in their childhood, or they're sticking right into the, where they are presently in that life too as well. So there is relevancy, like I'm saying, to confirm what you're saying is spirit is now leading a lot of us. They're saying, no, let's deal with the meat on the bone that you got now. You don't need to go grab another rib. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm in total agreement with that uh, as well. So when we're talking about um, the astrologies too as well, uh, what are like, okay, like a common person, I know you, I, I was raised on, we go get the newspaper and we look at the horoscope section and we look at our sunshine, uh, our sun sign, <laughs> it sound like me saying sunshine. Uh, and then it kind of tells us what's going on for, um, for us for that day and we like okay close it is that really valid is that really giving us a total i know the answer but i'm gonna let you say it is that really giving us a total picture or aspect as to what's going on as far as reading our astrology and what's happening with us hmm. well you know i think plenty of people have read that and had the experience of going that's so general it could apply to anyone <laughs> right <laughs> or, or it's it's so specific, it just can't possibly apply to me, and then it doesn't apply. Mm -hmm. And so it gives, you know, the doubters and the naysayers and the non-believers all of the fuel they need for their confirmation bias, right? Right. The reality is, is that, you know, sun sign astrology alone is what we as astrologers call cookbook astrology. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. It provides... Um, when you when you can point to it and just say, oh, this is what's happening for my son sign, it misses the entirety of the full picture. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. um, we actually have all the planets in a particular position at the moment of our birth, and having an accurate insight into what they're all doing, not just what's happening with the sun, gives us that bigger picture and that full context. Um, of things, which is, you know, why and how I ended up on this pathway where I feel like, okay, I understood that one transit and God was like, finally, she, like she freaking gets what I need her to do. And now I can move her forward. But that transit had nothing to do with my son. It had everything to do with my moon. Mm. And so when you can really understand the full picture of what's happening in your blueprint, and then that's what how you were born, your sun, your moon, your rising, and all the other planets there. And you can then understand what's happening to your blueprint, the way those planets are moving in relationship to your natal planets. That's when you can start to understand and really co-create with the divine for the path you're, you're meant to be guided on. Okay, so what would be the main three if they say I just get a nice snapshot of it? What would be the main areas to kind of? Um, Gosh, I mean, it depends on what you're struggling with. Okay, right? okay, um, or where your challenges are. But if you like, if you really like, you know, magazine astrology or you know, newspaper astrology is what you and I had growing up. And mm -hmm. You're a younger person these days. You appreciate the apps, right? Um, I would pay close attention if you're looking for something predictive. Pay, pay closer attention to your rising sign first. Okay. 
Um, and you, in order to know your rising sign, you do need to know your time of birth. But if you don't know that, then I would just pay attention to your sun sign and your moon sign. Okay, oh, oh, sun sign and moon sign. Now, each one of those, I know the answer, but each one of like the sun sign stands for what in our life, our moon signs and, and our rising sign stands for what? Yeah, sun sign is our essence and our personality, our embodiment here on earth. It's the way we physically present and physically experience the planet. Okay. The sun sign itself is, you know, our personality and our kind of quirks. Moon sign is our needs and our emotionality. It's the way we feel through our experiences here on Earth. A rising sign gives us the opportunity to understand the goggles, the glasses we put on each morning when we are having the experience here on Earth. So you could have a Virgo sun, for example, and your personality be one that is innately detail-oriented, focused on nuance and discernment, but you might have that Sag rising, which gives you a penchant and predilection for truth and clarity, as opposed to a Gemini rising, which gives you a penchant and predilection for curiosity and exploration without definitives, but in wanting to understand full pictures. So it can make you a very different type of Virgo to have a different type of rising and a different type of moon. Yeah, I remember I had the conversation with uh, what somebody said. Oh, um, they're like, oh, you're that Virgo. You, um, it was a Virgo in August uh, versus the one in. It was whatever it is. It was like my mom September always told me, yeah, the September one, right? Uh, uh, right. And so they was like, oh, you're that type. It's like it's two. Is it true that there's two different types of energies? Like if you, well, I guess it costs the chart. Chart it would be because if you say, oh, you're a Virgo August, those are different than the Virgos that are true Virgos in September. I, I was like, what's that debate about? But I've heard that and my mom has even said that, like, it's a difference between the Aries and the March Aries and then the April Aries, um, that way, the basics of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there can be most, well, not most, all 12 signs span two months. They have two different months of existence. Mm -hmm. They start in one month and end in another month. And you may have a bit of, if you were born in the first part of the sign, the first month, you still have a little bit of the vibe from the previous sign. Right. The sign doesn't come to full maturation until it gets into the second month of that sign. Okay. And it's the qualities and the essence of the individuals born in that second month of the sign that tend to let us know specifically what is the vibration, what is the frequency of that particular sun sign okay gotcha okay so it was some carnal and truth in both of them and <laughs> what they mm -hmm. had stated as well so another controversial thing is and i want your spin on it about twin flames it's about this karma or the karmic or whatever it like that um you know it's purpose how it is so this is a twofold question like what is your definition of karma uh and kind of it's threefold i just 
this threefold and what is his purpose and are you able to see that on your astrological chart like what is your karma for me karma is your lesson like that hard lesson that you need to learn in order to help you to show the way that's my definition of what karma is and what the role of the karmic plays is to guide you and put you on through their way where it's lovely or it's not so lovely uh, to show, okay, this is where you need to be. This is the mission. This is the situation that really shows you what is really what your divine path that you should, or your true path you should be on. What's your take on it? Hmm. Okay, so let's just start with the definition because I was given a very different definition to work with. Okay. Um, by my guidance team. Um, if you if you've ever seen a stone or a rock thrown into a pool of water out once that rock hits the water a series of waves get made mm -hmm. um, like ripples and there's crests right you you can see you know it crests like one ring and then a second ring and then a third and a fourth and a fifth and a sixth all the way out to the edges of that water Mm -hmm. When we have an experience, when our soul has an experience of deep, deep, deep emotionality, um, it imprints time and space. It creates almost like a stamp or a kind of, I don't know how to put it other than a stamp, like a signature resonance mm -hmm. that can then be felt at later moments in the same space or when there are reminders of it at future times. And so each one of those crests is a different, perhaps, lifetime. Each one of those rings that span out from where that one stone was thrown could be noted as a different lifetime in which the same theme gets repeated over and over even mm. though the stone isn't being thrown in that lifetime okay. it's thrown in a previous moment and the theme comes back up until the water comes to rest and we can help it come to rest with certain things we can do however until it either comes to rest naturally on its own or we have helped it and aided it, the water to come back to peace. That ripple effect is what my guides told me is karma. It's mm. the repetition of an imprinted emotional, psychological stamp in the spirit that comes to repeat until the spirit comes to rest. Okay. So there, that can, so karma in that way, you know, this it, it, it's in part why we affiliate it with, you know, you do an X and then you get a Y. Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Because sometimes we can take certain actions that can then imprint the soul with grief, sadness, or regret, or imprint the soul with jubilation and joy and prosperity. And those karmas can then repeat themselves in other places. But that's not all it is. Okay, right? right. It's just this in 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 from the mind eye of divine neutrality, it's just the imprint of uh strong emotions in one particular place in time on the spirit that then have the ripple effect. All right, so that's the definition. Okay. Um 
And you asked me the second thing, what's its role with Twin Flames? Mm -hmm, Yes. mm -hmm, yes. So that's going to depend on how one defines the experience of being a Twin Flame. Now, there are some who strictly reject the experience of being, you know, cut from the same cloth, you know, being the same soul, having an experience of, of two bodies. There are some who... And unless you've lived that, you can't possibly know that. There's no way to prove it, obviously. (laughs) But simultaneously, for those who have walked that path, you know that that's what you're dealing with. Other people have a different definition, and I don't gainsay it because I don't live that path. I can't say I know. Um, So for those who would reject the other experience, I invite you to step into maybe you can't know because you haven't lived it. Mm-hmm. When it comes to twins, what I have seen is that that you can have those imprints having occurred uh, in from multiple past lifetimes that need some assistance in coming to peace. Those waters needing assistance coming back to stillness in this lifetime, and those crests, those peaks of those rings from that stone can resurface in this lifetime where no stone has been thrown, but there was an emotional imprint of pain Mm. from abandonment, rejection, loss in the twin connection, or an imprint of, uh, you know, maybe losing a child and then, you know, one or both people not being available to raise that child and now we're revisiting that thematic where we can't yet be together until the child is fully reared so that we can bring those waters to stillness in this lifetime or we can't yet be together until we have forgiven that one or both of us weren't available for the child in the past lifetime and bringing all of ourselves back into current time Mm -hmm. right So it can go a number of ways. And so this is where your work, Bertina, can become very helpful for people because where we have these imprints from these past lifetimes that have caused us to be ill at ease with the manifestation of the love in this lifetime, Mm -hmm. run from it, reject it, um, feel guilt and shame about it, feel confused by it, and we don't know why or don't have explanation. We're just experiencing, we're experiencing a wave, the crest of a wave, but we see no rock has gotten thrown in this (laughs) lifetime. Right. That's when it can be very helpful to say, okay, I have no reason to be reacting this particular way. Let's have a look in a past lifetime for how I can bring these waters to stillness through forgiveness, through compassion, through recognition of what was and having a separation experience, a discernment experience of what was and what now is because they are not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And so with twins, again, you know, I, and this is where I do actually have an opinion um, most p- adult humans who have incarnated on planet Earth in the timeline that we're all hearing this message within, nobody, very rare, I've only seen like a handful of people who've had 
excellent upbringing and wonderful parents who gave them precisely what they needed in the community that was extraordinarily supportive in school systems that had everything to offer for them to reach their fullest potential, no bullies. Most of us can't say that that's true. <laughs> so, because of that, we've already got all kinds of crests and waves repeating themselves in our current <laughs> lifetime from our childhoods and upbringing. We got enough meat to work with on the bone without needing to go into the marrow mm -hmm. to resolve stuff. And so to your point, as you were saying earlier, I always recommend that people have a hard look. Are you repeating stuff now in your twin connection from, you know, your parents or from your childhood upbringing? Resolve that first. Get that out of the way. And if you're still manifesting in an energy of experiencing challenges in the connection and you've already done all of that, then go dig into some past lives. Figure out what's happening in a past life perspective from a past life perspective that can help you get there. But where there's just no reasonable explanation or the reaction has been absolutely disproportionate to what's actually happening in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. So, for example, I've, one of my best friends, um, love him to bits, we actually just had this conversation Um He's got fabulous parents. I absolutely love them. And he knows they're wonderful people. He can look back on his childhood and young adulthood and say, they actually really didn't do anything wrong. But everything they do gets absolutely under my skin and makes me want to, like, claw my eyeballs out. And I cannot figure out why. why? I've been in therapy and I'm <laughs> therapy for this. And I can't figure out what's going on. I finally suggested to him, I said, and he's a super rational person. I was like, this might be past life. You might want to consider looking into that so you can come to peace. Because <laughs> um, otherwise you're probably going to struggle with this. Um, it's that kind of thing. His reaction to them is disproportionate to who and what they actually have been in this lifetime for him. And so that's when it's like, okay, yeah, past life worth highly recommended when you're reacting and there's you're reacting to a stone being thrown and you can't find a stone anywhere right right so right. that's the role I see with twins okay. and so you ask me can I see this in the chart yeah um you know I it's rare for me let me put okay. it that way okay what I can see in a chart is the spectrums of light and shadow Okay. That people may manifest in with their different aspects of themselves. And when a person is manifesting mostly in the shadow around Venusian things, love and money, Martian things, work and ambition, Saturn things, boundaries, Pluto things, their relationship to power and fear. When people are manifesting mostly in the shadow in any one of these areas, uh, Sometimes it can be related to these karmic imprints, but not always. It could be, you know, a wound from childhood, not just a wound from a past life. What I can see in a chart related to karma um, isn't always those imprints, but when I do see them, they're pretty pronounced um, for me. There's a woman I read for recently 
when I looked at her chart and her counterparts chart and their union chart, the date that they met and was listening to her story and trying to match what she was sharing with what I was seeing in their chart, there was just absolutely no reason for things to be manifesting the way that they were, okay. given who they were, the work they had both done. And that was when I knew I was like, okay, yeah, this is a past life thing and you need to go do some past life work on this. Because anything you do in this lifetime, you could work until the day you die on figuring this stuff out. And it's still <laughs> not going to get resolved because this has to do with past lives. Karma, those ripples um, that I was talking about, I cannot see that in a chart. I can tell when a person's talking to me in my listening. Okay. Okay. You're, you're responding to something that's not actually here in this lifetime. You're responding to a ripple from a stone that got thrown elsewhere. I hear it in the listening, but I can't always see it in the chart. Chart. Okay. All right. Can um, I see lessons in a chart? Yeah. yeah. And that is something you did bring up. Okay. I can in every chart. That's our north node. Uh, I can see the lesson you've incarnated to learn in this lifetime, but that doesn't always have to do with those karmic ripples. Sometimes it does. Sometimes, sometimes it, it doesn't. doesn't. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm, we also in the twin flame community like to link karma and a karma, a karma, a karmic with a third party situation. What's your take on that? I mean, are they as synonymous as they like it to betray or are we talk about apples and oranges? Yeah. Again, that really relies very heavily on the definition of karma as a lesson mm -hmm. um, or some sort of punishment or some sort of pejorative or derogatory. But when you look at it from the mind of divine neutrality, right, mm -hmm. um, there isn't anything negative or pejorative about a person who is not your twin spending time with you or spending time with your twin. Sometimes we have soul contracts with people where we've agreed to learn certain things with them or they've agreed to learn certain things with us. Um, and there's no way to facilitate those lessons that have nothing to do with karmic imprints, just everything mm -hmm. to do with manifesting our personalities more in the light than in the shadow. Um, and our energy more in the light and the shadow than the shadow, sometimes those things just can't be learned by the twin or with the twin. Sometimes unconditional love will prevent you from being the right configuration of teacher to help facilitate and guide those particular lessons. And that's not a bad thing. That's actually like a you know, it's like a, we just can't be all things to our divine <laughs> counterpart thing. Mm -hmm. Like, we cannot be God to them. We cannot save them. We did not make them. Right? And right. so there's a level of needing to really humble ourselves, I feel like, in the community around recognizing that there's important people who are going to show up on our path, on our counterpart's path for necessary soul growth and evolution that, you know, we cannot blame, shame, or guilt them for um, or hold in contempt simply because it's uncomfortable for us. That's egoic, right? Mm -hmm. 
and what unconditional love really asks of us is the taming of that egoic structure so that we can really live in and breathe from you know the mind's eye of divine neutrality okay doesn't mean it doesn't hurt it really hurt like hell when you love someone and you know off they go like spending some quality time with somebody else it it can it can really sting but what I've frequently been shown about that in divine connections specifically twin counterpartships frequently that person is as much of a lesson and a wake-up call for you as they are for the twin it's not one-sided there's something in it for the one who is not in that connection the soulmate twin connection there's something in it for that twin to learn too too right okay so I'd love to have. So what are some of the current energies that you're seeing that's going on? Because like with me, even on mine, I'll talk about trends, like I hear a word being used over and over again. And I'm like, oh, that's something like my my buzzword. I call it almost like a, a Mr. Robinson uh, a neighbor, neighborhood, which is now regret. Um, I've been picking up the word regret, 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 regret. And that's the trend I'm just saying that we're dealing with that, that forgiveness or like you said, that maybe the compassion. You just put that uh, little missing space that I had that, that we're dealing with. What trends do you see as far as what's going on with the tw- twins now? Or current yeah. energies, rather. Yeah, great, great question. Um, there is divine revelation and illumination I think is probably the best way that I can put it like the lights have come on for a lot of people and this is specifically because the original divine counterpart there there were two original divine counterparts there was Gaia the earth Mm -hmm. herself that God made and then Gaia her, her sole job her sole role was to procreate to produce and populate her body and she did and this is in the mythology so to speak um eventually she got lonely she got bored and she wanted to create a counterpart and so she did she created the heavens to wrap around her Uranus, uranus the heavens um wrapped around her and they made beautiful love for a long time until one day some of their co-created children came out and he was disgusted by them he was abhorred because they didn't come out in a way he thought that they should look and so she ended up um, needing to put him in his place and the full mythology is a story for another time but that Uranus is the original divine counterpart to Gaia he's the original divine illuminator the original um, divine initiator it was when Uranus came to be with her that a very different type of being became born here on earth right mm-hmm. um, Uranus brings that energy of electricity that energy of electric initiation and illumination it's the quantum evolution of a soul that comes forward when Uranus is heavily influencing a circumstance and right now here on earth 
we are experiencing a very unique, very rare transit called Uranus conjunct the North Node of the Moon. The North Node represents the collective, it's tra the transiting North Node represents the collective lesson we are all learning at this time. And with Uranus, divine illumination, then coming to sit with that North Node of the Moon, light bulbs are going on. But it's in the light what we've done in darkness can then become shameful to us. It's, what's it's in the light that what's happened when we were inhabiting the sh our shadow can then become regretful and make us feel guilty. Mm. It's in that light, it's in that illumination at this time that we can have the experience of going, aha, so this is what I was supposed to learn, North Node. And this is what I need to do about it. Action. And so the reason that regret energy is something you might be seeing and people might be experiencing is because divine revelation is upon us mm. about what we were supposed to be learning from some of the things that we've experienced. But the, the issue with it is what we do with it. It's always what we do. Always what we do with it. Right. There are some people who are going to have this experience of divine illumination and then continue to operate from the shadow <laughs> and let shame and fear dictate what they do next. Well, that means I can't have and I'm not entitled to and I should go tuck my tail between my legs and go over here and sit in this corner. Mm -hmm. Bad me. Shame on me. Mm -hmm. I don't deserve. Right. Some Victims people are going to take it there mm -hmm. because they're just not ready. There's still too much attachment to the shadow within themselves. Some people, you know, there's too much attachment to the ego structure within themselves. They're not really ready to let that go yet, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Other people are going to have the same experience. Lights come on. Divine illumination reveals. Here's some things that maybe you needed to do a little differently. Regret is just data. It's just information. It shows us where here was our potential, and here's the truth of our soul. And here's what we chose to do that didn't match it, that was substandard to the truth of our potential. Some people are going to say, okay, I'm attached to the substandard part of me. Let me go sit over here in shame and punish myself and not let myself sit at life's table. Other people are going to align themselves more directly to their light and say, wow, okay, this is fascinating. I have all that potential? You mean that's who I can be? You mean that's what I'm worthy and actually capable of? You mean that's the decision I could have made? I'm going to start making those decisions from now on. F this noise. There's a better way to live. It doesn't have to be all painful doom and gloom. Let me go like make amends where I need to make amends. Mm -hmm. Issue the apologies where I need to issue the apologies and move the F on because I'm free. Like I don't have to live that way anymore. Some people are going to get liberation from this, mm -hmm. but whether or not we get liberation or loss is really about our orientation to being shown the mirror, right? Mm -hmm. But the mirror is indeed upon us, and okay. what we do with that, you know, that's, we get free will, you know, life isn't going to force us, although I do like this analogy, and I'll close on that note with this, 
you know, some lessons in life are just really non-negotiable in their learning. Mm-hmm. And before the first thing that life, God, the universe, our higher self, pick what works for you, will do is it'll send a letter in the mail. And then it'll send a second letter in the mail. And after that second letter, if we have any answer, life will go, okay, let me go visit by knocking on the door. Oh, you're not answering? Get a few knocks going, no answer. Still not getting it? I see you need it. Uh, you need me to come whisper it in your ear, tap you on the shoulder. <laughs> so life will break our window and then come in and stand next to us, tap us on the shoulder, and whisper rather loudly in our ear, here's what I need you to understand. This is what you're supposed to be doing. You're still not getting it. That's when life breaks out the two by four. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, where we are having that attachment to our shadow, because we're not meant to live that way. You know, whether you're biblically based or elsewhere based, you can see we are divine creators incarnate. The spark of source of God, the illuminator, is within us. We are meant to be living from that spark, not from our shadow. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, life can be pretty forceful with us when we insist upon living in the shadow. I personally prefer to respond to the mail. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, where where there is that, if you're wondering, oh, no, what was I supposed to be learning? Where, where have I gone wrong? You know, or why is this so painful? Or if you're feeling really attached to that egoic structure and feeling like now I need to tuck my tail between my legs and go live in regret because I don't deserve, I can't eat from life's table. My question for you is just this. What have the patterns in your life shown you is your true potential? What is the regret informing you is your God self incarnate that you're meant to be living up to? And what choices are upon you at this point in career, in love, in family? What choices are now in front of you? that are giving you the opportunity to once again choose light, choose love. Mm-hmm. It's All it is is a choice. We don't have to succumb to the patterns, but there's no way to break them until we see them, and this moment in time is our opportunity to see. Yes, I totally agree. And that's, uh, I did look on your, um, I think you had in your community about the lesson with the older person and the going oh, to the God. funeral. Yeah. And, <laughs> and when I had seen that, I was like, this is, this is the regret. This is another regret <laughs> that dealing with. And yeah. I'm finding that even if my own household and my own personal, uh, experience, you know, I'm with you. I rather just, you just whisper, uh, and what they call in the, tw- in the tarot thing was it's the tower moment. I don't want a hard tower. I like to have like a soft one, which would be the whisper. The hard tower is when they get the two by four and say, pop, <laughs> it trips mm-hmm. back in. Don't break that. my windows and whisper to me. Send me some mail. Is right, right. Some yeah. Mail. But I'm finding out and I don't know if that was, and I was interested. You said that. I said, is this a generational? It doesn't matter. I guess how much experience it's everyone it's everyone and I was saying the same thing I was having a discussion with my relative about that same kind of issue about forgiveness and letting go and it's like no I'm like a pit bull I got a handle on it I will not forgive and I'm like okay and I'm on the end it's like okay it's about peace
peace and love. Let it go. It's not worth your health. It's not worth it. So like you say, it's for each its own. I'm at the point to decide this in love and compassion. You'll get there by and by. I don't know how, but you will. But that is interesting. Like you were saying about how we're dealing with the light and the shadow and that the aspect is not for us to do it hard almost sound like tina turner we want to do it easy <laughs> you know as we're rolling um down the river of life <laughs> yeah, that's it. yeah. Exactly. all right so as we wrap up here tell us some of the good stuff that you have to offer uh what i know you got your star school uh as well so you know those who might be interested like what would make a what would be a good candle you say yeah i think i might want to do this i'm not too sure what would be you know for you just give me all the product stuff but that was also a question like you know what would make a good candidate if you're interested in, in getting being a part of your star star school thank you for asking so Star School will relaunch this fall, and Star School 101 is a course designed to help you better understand yourself and uh, your loved ones through astrology. And it's a very hands-on, active course that has workbook material where you get the opportunity using your own chart to better understand all the planets and all their energies and how they are manifesting in your life and then you can take it from there and apply it to the same workbook material to the lives of the people you love star school 201 um that's a four-week course star school 201 is a four-week course is more about relationship astrology for divine counterparts for people who are specifically you know you're dealing with a divine counterpart connection you know you're dealing with either a twin or a high-level soulmate i hate that phrase mm -hmm. I, I hate right. all the love right hate yeah i'm with you ahead of all in them. general still like, separation <laughs> but gone. the reality is if what you're dealing with with is an initiation by love right where you've experienced a type of love that has radically transformed who you are and your life is let's just put it in those terms star school 201 will help you understand the seasons of these types of connections and what kind of things can because they can they tend to be less enriched soul evolution rich and it helps you understand precisely which lessons are going on at which time for both you and your counterpart. Star School 301 will launch this year and it's a new course and it's specifically about your lifelong lessons, the nodes of the moon and how to work with them, identify them so that you can have an easier experience of life. I found that when we operate in alignment with our North Node, which nobody, nobody on earth wants to be able wants to do it's hard it's not instinctive for us because it's a new lesson it's something new we need to lean into but i find that once we lean into it it unlocks our life we move into ease thing we we have more blessings more gifts more opportunities coming our way and we are more responsive to the letters in the mail and need the two by four less and less it's when we're relying on our south node that we start to have more problems in our life Mm -hmm. And so in Star School 301, we get into the illumination of the South Node and the North Node so that you can really start to understand how to have more flow, more ease, more peace in your life, in every area of life that matters to you. 
So um, all in all, it's going to be a 12-week kind of course. You can pick and choose if you just want to do 101 and 301 or 101 and 201 or 201 and 301 because you already know astrology. That's fine. Um, there'll be a way for you to do all that, but that will launch sometime in the fall. We're looking towards September, October. Okay. For now, I have a course that's about to come out called Q&A with Kay. It's private mentorship with me. So if you heard things today that really resonate for you and you're in a place where you could just stand to hear more of this type of perspective and you'd like to pick my brain about your connection, your light work, your soul work, your shadow work at this time, Q&A with Kay will give us the opportunity to be in private mentorship with an exclusive group of other students uh, from around the world. And this Q&A with Kay is going to really focus in on navigating union window energies. Astrologically speaking, right now, we are in the midst of part one of a two-part union window. That part one energy is this year from the beginning of 2021 to the end, or sorry, 2022 to the end. Part two begins in the beginning of 2023 and goes to the end. And what union windows indicate are periods of time where we come into deeper union with our soul group, with source, with self with our mission or with our divine counterpart. There's five different kinds of union that can go on. And so Star School, not Star School, Q&A with Kay, we're going to do four weeks. It's about 30, 40 minutes worth of kind of teaching and downloads about navigating union energy. We're going to talk about reframing union, reframing separation, navigating triggers for union. And we'll also uh, talk about, what did I have here in the notes? Let me just look right back. <laughs> I, have the, I, I was working on this uh, today. Um, navigating the triggers, reframing, union, reframing, separation, and ending something that my guides revealed to me as the twin flame purification process. And it's just a process by which your counterpart isn't available to you because they're off doing something else, but you find yourself completely unavailable to let anyone else come in. Your body shuts down, your heart is not open, and this process can go on for years. We're going to talk about that process, and we're also going to talk about how that process completes so that should your twin, as you end the process, still be unavailable for to you, you have the ability to let love in again and how to work with those energies. So we've got four classes. Those are the four classes. We do about 30 to 40 minutes or 45 minutes to an hour worth of teaching, and then I just open it up for yeah. Q&A on anything. No topic is unavailable for discussion. The room is a completely safe room for you to share whatever's happening for you. And we go for about two hours each time just really combing through downloads. Sometimes people say, I've got a question for your guides, and I'll channel information through for the group based on what they have shared and revealed to me um, or direct channel live in the moment. Um, so... It's a really fun opportunity to be in private group, and that's going to launch sometime in the next week. The best way to learn more about it is to be subscribed to my YouTube channel and hit that notification bell because I will 
announce it to my private list first. I'll send you a link, Bertina, for your listeners if they want to get on yes. my private list. Okay. Can. Okay. Um, but then what I'll do after I give spots away for my private list um, is then open it up to my YouTube subscribers. And if you're subscribed to the YouTube channel, you hit the notification bell. There will be like a live preview of what this experience is like sometime in the next 10 days. That live preview will be your invitation to join okay and I think it's probably only be like $144 it's not going to be terribly expensive for the amount of time you're getting with me so yeah and it's rich rich material I think I've attended maybe three I, I might be underestimating but I have in all of them I've, I've only offered it so yeah so um, it's really has been rich and I've taken that and kind of infused it in mind and say, okay, that's a different perspective. Okay. I can see how, what I thought it was and how it is and blend it together. And I kind of, again, spoon feeds it to also to my, uh, listeners too. I always give credit. I say, and K Moon said, and you know that I, that's from my research background where you always got to, again, give mm-hmm. credit from the source. Uh, and so I add that in. So that is, I mean, this is something that you should really, if you really want to get some more in-depth information about that, I really highly recommend, uh, you going to, K-Moon to attend one of her courses or her astrology school if you've always been interested in doing that. Start with the beginner because I think I had jumped to the second. I'm like, I know astrology. And I got in the course. I'm like, uh, this is a little too difficult and fast for me. I should have gone back to the beginners. <laughs> but it was, yeah. it was it was rich um, from the other discussions at the end when we were talking and people were breaking it down. But I was like, okay, this is called going to get that extra, that other rib when I should have been chewing on that first piece of meat I had <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's you're not the only one who had that experience. Star School 201 is a very advanced course. Mm-hmm. It, most people who know astrology um, ended up coming back to me and saying, "Can I purchase 101?" One, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's I, I may I may actually even take that back. This. Uh, and sell it those two bundled because the and the only way you're able to get to 201 is just to have 101 with it I may sell them bundled but um, you can find everything for me if you want to book readings with me I'm over yes. at kmoonastro.com you'll find that there's availability in my calendar actually this week uh, oh. I have a session 30 minutes tomorrow, 30 minutes on Thursday. Okay. And I have one hours. I have two one hours available next week. And then the last week of July is wide open at the moment. I'll open up August as this week and next week fill. And then the other thing, too, is if you do want to uh, sign up for Q&A with Kay, that private mentorship with me, uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel over at Kay Moon. Okay. Just the letter K, space, and the word, word moon. It's uh, astrology for twin flames and uh, light workers, twin souls and light workers. Hit that notification bell so that when I do go live this week with the preview uh, invitation for Q&A with Kay, you are the first to know and you do get in. There will be some bonuses for people who sign up early, including previous years Q&A with Kay, so that you can get the downloads from the previous years as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but for now... Uh, yeah, those are the ways to be in touch. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. So please take advantage of that as we wrap up. Thank you so very much for coming on and sharing your viewpoints and the rich information that you have given us so we can understand this journey because we hear so much things uh, as aspects about what the twin flame journey is. But, you know, it's always good to get different perspectives. And then, like I said, you add it on to your own and like, oh, okay, now I see why when I watch this YouTube, it didn't work. But what she said, it clicked for me so thank you so very much today for sharing all your good stuff and you know with me if you need to get any kind of information from me as far as readings go to divineunisouls.co and book there or if you want to get a past life regression session